Hello, everyone. I am before the fourth Sunday of Advent, and in praying over it, I really carry in my heart spiritual maturity. Not that I have it. I don't mean that. That's for sure. I'm a far cry. But uh, it's a theme that's really come back and uh, hit me hard over the last week. And I think it's vital for our times also. And today's gospel, it's about the Blessed Virgin Mary who goes and visits Elizabeth. It's the visitation. And much could be said, I'm sure, but I want to take it from that light, the light of what it means to be a mature Christian. And you see right away in this passage that to be a mature Christian is to have an abundance of love, a superabundance of love. Mary could have enough going on in her life to be worried or preoccupied. She could have enough to wonder, you know, what is St. Joseph going to think? What is her family going to think that she's pregnant? She could have enough going on in her life to say, I need to figure out what's going on and to get control over everything. But she doesn't. Right away, she runs to help Elizabeth. It's like a superabundance of love, an abounding love. And reminded of a few quotes of scripture, anyone who does not love remains in death. And Mary is the opposite. Full of life. She is full of life. And she runs to go visit her cousin. And it's difficult when there's trying times and there's plenty of things to worry about. I'm sure she was quite worried as she was, well, I'm sure she had enough to be worried about, let's say, as she was going on the back of a donkey to Bethlehem. I'm sure she had plenty of things to worry about. Whether or not she quote-unquote worried is a whole nother thing. To a great degree, we find here something in her that goes beyond the moment it goes beyond the things that she's feeling or what's going on in her own psyche. She sees a moment to love and she goes out right away. She goes out to encounter Elizabeth and she brings with her God. I'm not sure if that's what she was planning on doing. I'm sure she was aware that she was bringing our Lord within her. But... I'm sure she was just primarily going there to help Elizabeth. And because she was coming out of love, in order to serve for those good works, she did bring the Lord with her. We need that. We need a mature Christian who doesn't count all the things that is going on in their life, but runs to meet their cousin, runs to love, love their cousin. And I think of a second point, if the first one is this superabundance of love or this abounding love for our neighbor, the second one that comes to mind is a understanding or growing in understanding. I'm sure already in the Annunciation, Mary asked that question, how could this be for I am a virgin? And the angel enlightens her. 
perhaps not in the way that we would want. He doesn't give a detailed explanation, but he does say that the Spirit will come upon her. And he gives that insight into the mystery, but she sought for it first. And it's an important mark of a mature Christian to seek to always understand, well, it's not this dissatisfied aspect of us that when we don't understand, we get all frustrated. That's not it. No, that's not a mature Christian at all. When we don't understand what's going on in our life, when we don't understand why this or that is happening, and we start to complain inside, and we start to grumble and, you know, really see all the difficulties, that's that's not of God. That's not of God. I suppose when Joseph and Mary were going to Bethlehem, they had plenty of things to complain about. They probably were complaining. They could probably complain about Mary's back, Joseph's feet. Why do they even have to go to this place? It's just a random government, governmental command that they go to Bethlehem. But among the three, that is Joseph, Mary, and the donkey, I imagine only the donkey complained. So when I say growing and understanding, sometimes we demand to understand and we don't enter in with a spirit of obedience. That was not Mary's way. She did have the spirit of obedience and wonder. She did have this aspect that was completely abandoned in the hands of God. And because of that, when she asks, how could this be, for I am a virgin, the angel immediately responds. Unlike Zachariah, who when he asks, how can this be, for we are old, the angel silences him. Mary's question was one from a pure, humble heart, loving and seeking to understand. And when she receives the answer, she trusts. She trusts that somehow God will work all things out. And again, when she goes to visit Elizabeth, she is enlightened. You know, Elizabeth, she says, Of all women, you are most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honored with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child of my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And there's two aspects. One thing is, it's amazing what was said to Mary, and I'm sure that enlightened many parts of her heart. She must have really received it as a further message from God after the angel but in a spirit of humility, too, she must have rejoiced. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. She must have been overjoyed, overjoyed to know that the Lord recognizes her trust. She believed she believed that the promises made her would be fulfilled. And that's amazing. That's amazing. So knowledge goes in both ways, that seeking to understand, and then to the trust, the trust that she had to place on how that would work. So she's called blessed because she trusted. 
And then also to the rejoicing in the discovery, how much her heart must have leapt for joy in the discovery of so much. She goes a step further, right? She goes a step further. She will even say, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and my spirit exalts in God my Savior for he has looked upon the lowliness of his handmaiden. Henceforth all generations will call me blessed for the Almighty has done great things for me and blessed be his name. And so she goes that extra step of rejoicing at what she's come to understand, that the Lord has come to her in her humility, in her humbleness, in her littleness, in her incapacity. So the first point was a mature Christian has an abounding love. Do you? Do I? Second question, growing in understanding. The mature Christian is always growing in understanding. And that growth in understanding implies a radical trust, a radical humility. The asking of the questions, accepting the response, albeit partial, they're accepting the response from the Spirit. And the walking forward in joy as we discover little by little the plan of God in our life. But third aspect, which is also very important, is uh, spiritual discernment. I think of the Blessed Virgin Mary who immediately discerned that she was to go to Elizabeth. I think of how she immediately grasps that the Lord is asking of her or would like for her in a superabundance of love to go and meet her cousin Elizabeth. And the spiritual discernment is capital. And if I think of some scripture passages I read, this is my prayer from Philippians, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. She discerned immediately what was best. Or I think of a very famous passage of Joseph. When Joseph is troubled, when he finds out the Blessed Virgin Mary was pregnant, he wants to um, quietly divorce, quietly leave. And so already that, he is discerning, okay, what is the Lord asking of me? And he doesn't react quickly or emotionally. He tries to discern. He sees that she's pregnant. He understands surely something must be going on, but is irrespective of him. And so he discerns without making any quick judgment that he should dismiss her because he sees it to be right. But he's open. He's open. And when the angel comes and gives him a sign of what was really going on, he immediately discerns that he is to take her as his wife. Now, that aspect of discernment is really beautiful. He then, when, when they have been called to Bethlehem, discerns to take her to Bethlehem. He then makes a, a discernment also later on that he has to take her to Egypt to escape the persecution of the 
government of the time. And so he discerns calmly, but it doesn't take away from his love, his peace, his ability to walk forward in the Lord. And it's really important. If we don't fight to keep that contemplative vision or that that ability to see and discern, then we will be lost to the world, no matter what stance we take. A fourth point I wanted to bring up was glorifying God. Immediately when Mary arrives, Elizabeth glorifies the Lord. And then Mary, when hearing Elizabeth, she glorifies the Lord too. There's so much to glorify our Lord in today. And it blows my mind that too often we're caught up in the world and the things of the world. And we don't see how to rejoice. For God is good. He is love. He is here. He is alive. And he loves us. And he has taught us to love. And if we have an abounding love, if we're growing in understanding, if we're discerning according to the Spirit, then give glory to God. And so this Sunday, I have those four points for you, which I find to be very, very relevant for our parish and our time. And I encourage you to go forth and live of the gospel and grow in spiritual maturity. If we're not living of the gospel today, we never will. If we're not living of the gospel today, converting today, when will we? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.